0: Hello, hello, and welcome to Alters and Oil Free Loaded. Uh, as always, I'm joined by Oyoit, the artist, and I'm Alters.
1: Yeah, good morning, everybody. Hope you're having a, a good day.
0: How can you not be having a good day with the weather at the moment? It's beautiful. A nice little reprieve yeah. before winter really kicks in. Unless you've got hay fever, of course.
1: <laughs> this morning was pretty cold, pretty chilly, but yesterday was lovely.
0: I'm just looking at these cars out the window that are just, they never move anywhere. They're just blanketed by uh pollen or droppings from these uh this big eucalypt there i'm not going out there there's pollen waiting for me
1: (laughs) they're just sitting there rubbing their little pollen hands together soon soon you'll have to leave all right boys you gotta come out sometime (laughs) there it is we're only what 30 seconds in there's already a simpsons reference
0: boom we are nothing if not efficient
1: (laughs) i was looking at that today i was like what memes can I relate to f- the film industry?
0: Because that is our topic this week—the Australian film and TV industry.
1: Yes, and I thought you were going to pick farming. No, I'm not. A, I'm not a nerd. I voted for that for you. <laughs> You're a nerd. a <laughs> yeah. nerd. <There> oh <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, Luke's really keen on the farming one. I'm going to vote for that, even though More. the Australian film and in- film one's really enticing for me. Still that's got a, it anyway. That's
0: a lesson for all the kids listening. You know, follow your dreams. Don't be influenced <laughs> yeah. by other people. Do
1: what you want. Actually, that's a, a message for everyone. Do what you want. Don't try and help others. Just get get the job done. Do it yourself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yep. Murdoch sitting back listening, like, "Oh, these boys are onto something." They're speaking <laughs> to me. Yes, because that's what he's listening to on his Monday morning. He might be, he
0: might, he's probably got Matrix level sort of tech where he's got all information being fed into him at all times, he just plugs in.
1: That's what powers him. Oh, everyone talking about him. Ah.
0: So we just got to get the Murdochs per minute
1: down and he all shut down. Pretty much. I think oh, that's, that's how tough. it works, isn't it? It's like that advertising episode. If you don't look at them, they die.
0: Just don't look, just yeah. don't look. Yeah right. Yeah, convince <laughs> everyone to turn off their TVs. I'm sure that's going to happen. Oh no, it, get everyone get Netflix, and that'll finish Murdoch.
1: There we go. But then does Netflix just become the new power? Yes. <laughs> I mean, that is exactly how it works. They're already in Fang, aren't they? What's Fang? Um, what is it? Facebook. I can't remember if it's Apple or. Uh,
0: Facebook, but, Apple, Netflix, Google. Yeah, that one. And what are they? Are they like? The Council of Tech or?
1: Yeah, it's like the the big tech.
0: Oh, damn. <laughs> the, big, the, the Council big of Ricks.
1: Yeah, it's like the big tech giants and they're called Fang.
0: Oh, no, they're the business Ricks that were running the
1: Council of Ricks. Oh. Holy shit. Eight ambulances going off in the background. <laughs> I don't know. Holly's waving her hands at me like, no, because there's like eight ambulances going off in the background right now. Wow. What did you do? What did you do? Nothing, but she's. I think she's more concerned
0: for the editing. You fucking liar. You did something and now ambulances are on the way.
1: No, 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 no. Hi, Holly. Luke says hi. Hi, Luke. Oh, I guess she'll hear it in the recording too. I don't know if you meant it for the recording or for now. I'm sorry
0: I was running a little bit late today. I couldn't get the new headset I got to work, so it's still not going to sound great, but hopefully next week I'll have it all installed and ready. Fantastic. She'll be happy to hear that. No, she won't. She will. Should have been done this week. Drop the ball. Ah, board. but no, but
1: you're still a little bit sick. It's okay. And M's a bit sick, so it's okay. We're all good.
0: <laughs> anyway, let's, let's <laughs> dive into our topic this <laughs> week. So what sort of sparked this one um, was the announcement that they're going to be doing the new Mad Max movie in New South Wales.
1: Oh, is that where you're like, ah, you, oh, I'm onto it. Have you heard about that? I, I did... Uh, in my research, uh, proves through, through a few, go through a few articles on that. I did see a few popping up.
0: Yeah, try to open your mouth when you talk. <laughs> uh, yeah. So the Mad Max prequel, Furiosa, is going to be produced in New South Wales and set for release in uh, twenty twenty three.
1: Okay, man the the times on these movies. So they're going to film everything and then it's going to be released two years later. Yeah. I don't know how the, how the actors feel about that. Cause then are like, you know, you do it and then they're like, what, you get the phone call. All right. Now you have to come to the, watch it two years later. Yeah. I don't know. That feels like, I don't know, just like delayed satisfaction maybe or delayed gratification. I don't know. I'm they're right. actors anyway. They They're probably getting stuff all the time.
0: I'm sure they get used to it, but I imagine your first big break, the first movie you do, there's probably a long, nervous wait there for it to see how it pans out. Mm. I wonder if you don't get much work between your first big break and, and when it comes out because people are waiting to see how you did or is what the directors and editors sort of and producers pass on to people saying, oh, yeah, they fucking killed it enough to sort of get work after
1: that. I'm not too sure. I mean, the the Hollywood, the whole industry is pretty, you know, like lucrative and dodgy and all those different sort of avenues and ways people get their big breaks and in and stuff. (coughs) Weinstein. You know, yeah. That kind of thing. Well, even. That kind um, of jazz. Yeah. Well, even like if you look into like the government incentives and the fundings and things like that, there was, who was it? Gene Wilder and someone else. I can't remember. They, when they got, got into that industry, they met these producers and what the producers would do is they would just make flop after flop, after flop, after flop, after flop. Flippity floppy, flop. Yeah. And he's like, Hey, how, how do you keep getting funding? What are you doing? How do you keep getting funding? And they would just go to this, there was this known bar that was full of cougars and they would just go there and get the funding that way.
0: You're talking about the movie, the producers or the play, the producers,
1: I think the, that it was
0: based on a real life or.
1: Yeah. I think that's how they came up with the idea for the producers. I haven't seen the producers, but that's what Gene Wilder was saying. is what he saw producers doing.
0: You know, I haven't actually seen it, but the the premise behind it is with with creative accounting and sort of cutting back on production costs. You can make more money by producing a flop than something successful. I think it's more with plays than with film and um, TV. Oh, okay. The theatre. The
1: theatre.
0: Yes. I am an actor. I enunciate. (laughs) Anyway, so right off the bat, uh, I looked at an ABC article to start with this one, and it really pushed some buttons for me straight off the bat. Listen to this. Listen to the gall of this lady. <laughs> so Premier Gladys Berejiklian said, New South Wales has cemented itself as Australia's cultural capital after revealing a blockbuster new instalment to the Mad Max franchise will be filmed in her state. All right, bitch. First of all, <laughs> how fucking dare you? <laughs> what does New South Wales have that Victoria doesn't have, apart from even shittier traffic?
1: Yeah, true. Yeah, the fucking
0: Gaula, what? The, the Sydney Harbour Bridge isn't the balti longer and taller. The Sydney Opera House, we got theaters all over the place, and they just got the one. Fuck them. The, the Sydney Opera House isn't even. It's 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 an architectural abnormality. That's what it stands out for. Not its theater. Anyway, it's,
1: it's true. Uh, apparently, I, I've heard that it's. The design of it is actually inspired by um, turtles mating.
0: Fucking turtles, turtles yeah. fucking.
1: Yeah, three of them. There's a photo. Look on the internet. Look at turtles mating, and then look at the opera house. Three of them.
0: Yeah, three turtles at once. Yeah, turtle orgies.
1: Yeah, pretty much. Fucking hell. <laughs>
0: <laughs> anyway, so this was a this was a pretty big announcement everyone loved mad max did you it's see the last mad movie
1: max? as well oh the last one was great
0: yeah fury oh my god fury road was amazing
1: they filmed that one take didn't they that um that
0: the whole movie one continuous take.
1: <laughs> <laughs> fuck
0: yeah they get they get all the way to the the guy on the truck uh, on the front of the truck playing his flamethrower guitar and he plays one chord wrong ah! <laughs> all right Boggles. set it up again they do nothing <laughs> Um,
1: yeah, sorry. What were you saying Um, about it being one take? No, like that, that's that's the scene I was talking about though, was, um, that guy on the guitar. I'm pretty sure they did that in one take, not the whole movie.
0: Yeah. That, that would be,
1: that'd be fucked.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, um. So the article goes on to say, Producer Doug Mitchell said it wouldn't be possible to make the film in New South Wales without state and federal government incentives. So uh, the Treasurer Dom Pertet said uh, it would be partly paid for by the Made in New South Wales Fund. That's a fund that's uh, for to, to encourage New South Wales, Wales uh, film and TV production. It's got $175 million per year over the, the next five years. I think this is the first year it's going. On top of that as well, there's a few other ways the movie is getting uh, supported. Bear with me one moment. So one thing That's is right. the 40% producer offset, which is a, um, a federal sort of refundable rebate. So you get up to 40% off the qualifying Australian production expenditure for an Australian film production. You can get up to 20% off for television, documentaries, other media like that. Mm-hmm. So. Qualifying Australian production expenditure, so is um, expenditure attributed to goods and services provided in Australia, the use of goods that are located in Australia at the time they're used in the making of the project, and this is the the big one that I find a little dodgy, the use of land provided in Australia. So I have a bit of an issue with that one, especially in New South Wales, where the, the nationals have such Influence on um, state government policy, um, and even at a national level, the Nationals have a big influence there. Who do you think that money is going to go to?
1: The Liberal government. no Oh, am I right? <laughs> I don't
0: know. <laughs> no. Oh well, I mean, maybe, but well, I mean, landowners. Yeah. So well, that's who's what I was
1: going to say. It does depend where they're filming. How so? Sorry. So do you have to like, I don't know if you go to a certain council and there's like a park, do you, does you, I don't know. Is there rules or does it, just, does it just depend on who owns the land?
0: Just depends on who owns land. You can negotiate with anyone to use their land to film on, but okay. for something like Mad Max, like you need lots of wide open spaces uh, to, to film in. I think actually one thing that I found was kind of interesting, they were going to do the last Mad Max here as well, except um, there was an unusually, it was an unusually rainy season and that meant that the landscape was too green to film. So they're going for like a burnt sort of deserty sort of look, um, but there was too much rainfall, so it got too green, so they had to relocate to Namibia.
1: Hmm. That's interesting. Anyway.
0: Um, yeah, so I think it's a bit of a sort of cash in hand payment to landowners, farmers, uh, international companies who own large amounts of land um, that can be that's ideal for filming.
1: I see. I see where I see where you're going with this one.
0: See, I'm probably not explaining it very well.
1: But it could be going then. Then it could tie into like the lo- all the logging they're doing, mm-hmm. they sell all the logging, Then they've got all this desert because they didn't look after the the there. Yeah, nature absolutely. properly so that it's like, all right, uh, movies, Mad Max, get them over here.
0: And we we keep hearing about uh, these Chinese companies that own incredible, enormous tracts of land all across Australia. They, like, own nearly 2% of the land in Australia or what is owned by Australia, I'm sorry, Chinese companies. Like, those guys might be getting a lot out of it too.
1: Yeah. Is it better off just to go to, like, I don't know, Like even if – can you just do it in like a national park or something or do you still have to get permission then?
0: You'd still have to get permission then and I think you might be a bit restricted on what you can and can't do in a national park. Uh, Um, But, I mean, theoretically, if you're just filming there and you meet all the requirements, there's no reason you can't.
1: So if you meet all the requirements and then then you can just do it. Yeah. But, I mean, you're still – I'm
0: assuming you're still going to have to pay for – the right to do that and to close the national park to do it. Like you're still going to be oh, paying yeah. to use it. Um, I, and there's an, another thing called the PDV offset, which I think is a little bit cooler. It's um cooler. a thirty um, percent.
1: It's the cooler incentive. It's,
0: it's a it's an offset. It's up to a thirty percent rebate that supports work on post production, digital and visual effects production in Australia regardless of where a project is shot so it's encouraging international production to come to australia for their post production work
1: yes I, I was reading about this one as well it's quite a cool little um idea or project you are right oh there we go the what it got me thinking so you know how you have like all those locations for certain things so like you know hollywoods for movies and then valleys is Silicon Valley is like, you know, for all the techie, nerdy people. Does, uh, with this offset, are they, are they trying to get like, oh, this is where you go for, to film movies to be uh, touched up? Is that the right word? Or polished? Yep. Yeah.
0: Or the um, all the after effects. for So you know how they do a lot of filming with green screen? Mm-hmm. A lot of that stuff. Like you've got all your green screen, all your dots, your people in... Those weird sort of morph suits doing the motion capture, and then uh, you put all that in after.
1: Excellent. Isn't green screen like out of date now? Don't they? Isn't it something else?
0: I believe it's not just a green screen that they film on anymore, necessarily. You do different things for different stuff. There's this really cool YouTube channel, The Corridor Crew. Have you ever seen it? I
1: haven't seen that one.
0: So, The Corridor Crew, they sit down on couches and they watch old films, films in general. And they sort of break down, I reckon this is how they did it. This is what you'd have to do for this after effect or this visual effect. They also do practical stunts and stunt people. So they sit down and say, how did you like do that? How would you do that? Um, And they sort of get the inside sort of, information on how it's done like oh well that's actually not a real wall it'd be a foam wall that they've painted to look real and you can sort of if you go slow motion you can tell because it buckles you can see it there it's really cool
1: i think you showed me it actually i think when i stayed over one night
0: Um, and um they get uh, a lot of insight from female stunt people as well there's one girl i can't remember her name Hmm?
1: is it the blonde girl
0: yeah uh she breaks down um Neon Blonde with Charlize Theron.
1: And when, I think when you showed me the episode, one of the guys was like, Hey, remember when we filmed this? And she was kind of like, we filmed that together. Oh yeah. (laughs) And he's like, he's like, Oh, whoops. Shut him
0: down completely. (laughs) And like, yeah. And she's like, Oh yeah. Neon Blonde's so cool because like the fight's so realistic. Like Charlize Theron's having to throw her entire body weight to make an impact on people. It's super realistic. Um, and she's like exhausted at the end of fights and there's a scene where he, some guy falls down some stairs and they're like, well, I don't think there was any padding or anything there. I think he just fell down some
1: stairs. <laughs> See you later. Yeah. So that's, that, that's a good little incentive though. Cause that could be seen as like you get Australia set up as like a production hub, I guess.
0: Well, yeah. So in that ABC article, Miss Berrigigling said the movie would create 850 local jobs and inject at least wow. 350 million into the state's economy. Who's that I right hear in the background? Who's that, huh? That's a dog. Yeah. What's a, What's its name?
1: It's a, I think it's a Shiloh or was it an Eevee? It was a Shiloh. <sighs> Tell them they're good girls. You're a good girl, <laughs> even <laughs> though he's a boy. <laughs> Doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> you're both good girls. There's also some guinea pigs around as well. Yeah.
0: Oh, guinea pigs too. Yeah. Not dogs you're doing tests on, but guinea pigs.
1: No, no, no. We have yeah two dogs and two guinea pigs.
0: And the guinea pigs aren't in cages or anything? They're just free to walk around in no. the van?
1: <laughs> no, they're in... They have their little travel cage. And then we have a <laughs> enclosure. Then we have an enclosure that we set up for them to Oh, roam. and you can't just release them into the
0: bush, otherwise you get a cane toad scenario?
1: Yeah, I think so. No, they're both males. We were
0: we were clever with that. Did you learn nothing from Jurassic Park? Nothing. Uh, Life uh finds a way.
1: Uh-uh. You didn't say the magic word. Uh-uh.
0: Oh, that's that was your big takeaway from Jurassic Park, okay. Yeah, use your manners. Uh, uh, Especially uh. when hacking. Especially the mainframe. Hack the mainframe.
1: Good movie.
0: Anyway, so uh, I don't know if we mentioned this. So Miss Berejiglian said the movie would create 850 local jobs and inject at least $350 into the state's economy. I couldn't really find much information on where they got those figures from. Um, probably because the announcement was only sort of last week people haven't done much of a deep dive into it the usual place uh, those jobs are created is involved with the directly with the, the filming in uh, production oh sorry um uh, what's the word I'm looking for set and prop design extras hair and makeup food and beverage those sort of things mm-hmm uh, you don't get a whole lot of permanent full-time job creation necessarily from a, a movie shoot unless there's an established movie industry or film and TV industry. Like In Hollywood, those jobs are around all the time because they're always filming. Filming there, yeah. Mm. Whereas somewhere like Australia, it's not necessarily the case. However, I think the PDV offset is a more clever way of making permanent jobs within that industry and might be able to attract more, um, uh, more production that way as well, and maybe create a bit of job stability in the industry for those sectors, at least.
1: Yeah, no, that's, uh, definitely better than, you know, everyone comes in, they do the film and then everyone leaves and then you're back on welfare or whatever situation you were in previously when they're not staying in the location. I mean, the only, I guess, positive is if you've got a business there and it brings in tourists, like, oh, this was filmed in this location sort of thing. Yeah.
0: So if you were to say that $350 million is divided amongst those 850 local jobs, it's grand uh altogether. Obviously, that's not the case. They're not all getting over four hundred grand to do those roles. So a lot of that $350 million is in tourism, is a big one that you usually get. Uh, infrastructure that might need to be made or maintained or repaired to support filming, um, the the equipment that people need to use when filming, uh, materials used for set design, prop design, costume design, that sort of stuff. But I think a really large chunk of it is going to be the amount of land that's used for something like this. It's not all going to be done in a sound studio or on a closed set. It's all going to be, you know, outside outdoors they're going to be spending a lot of time out there and paying for a lot of land use
1: yeah so that's where your concern is who where who owns land so who's actually getting
0: i don't think it's necessarily a bad thing as long as they're being fair with what films are getting part of these um these big funds that have been set up and these incentive programs like if they're doing it for films only that uh like this one's a prime candidate uh, we know it's going to need a lot of land use so that's going to really support our you know our supporter base yeah, who are going to get paid for the use of their land as long as they're being fair and handing this money out accordingly or appropriately like there might be a great candidate movie for it but it's all going to be done on a sound stage or it's not going to mm. need to use a land in the same way as so, well we're not going to get as much out of that so no or you're only going to get half of what the other one's got
1: yeah, that's it. And that's fair enough. Also, another issue or idea that is brought up with that, which actually ties into the the what's that acronym? Uh, the uh, Yang, the Yang, the Tang, nah, the the PDB offset. So, because I don't know, there was an article I was looking over, but it's not as fresh as yours. But it's from July last year. Cool. Just in relation to the $400 million the government funding was announced mm-hmm. to attract film television productions into Australia. So this was a article from Joe Korst from The Conversation, and the title is $400 million in government funding for Hollywood. I love The um, Conversation. It's a good publication. Anyway, go on. <laughs> but only scraps for Australian film. And from what I can tell is like, it's exactly what you're saying. They just come in and then they film and then they sort of leave. So if you've got those tie-ins to keep the jobs or people around, it's more helpful or a little bit better, I guess, because you think, yeah, you've just got, I guess, those heavyweights that come in to try and snaffle up the funding or the incentives and then they just move on to the next location.
0: Mm. Well, I mean, I suppose that's sort of similar to something I found in the the Saturday paper online. So film productions move to Australia. One of the quotes there from uh, the SPA um, chief executive, Matthew Deans, he says, while the current employment conditions are a boon for jobs in our world-class crews, there is a tangible flow and effect into local productions and local production businesses who are striving to maintain sustainability in challenging economic conditions. So these are the businesses who will revert back to being the main source of employment for crews once the tide of international production returns to uh normal levels. So he's trying to say it's um it's a it's a good thing and it's going to lead to more sustainable levels. But then there's some other quotes in there where they've spoken to other executives in the industry. And it's this one from Kate Marks says it's definitely true that a lot of production Yes, we are in a boon, but also I don't know any local directors who are working or who have may had more opportunities from it. So while there is a lot of the industry moving here, maybe temporarily, we're not necessarily seeing Australian jobs or opportunities out of that, like you were saying. Yeah. It's people coming in and getting out.
1: I guess that is where does it leave the industry? Or is it more of a wait and see?
0: Um, so I think I was looking over a study uh, that was presented to the MPA and the ANZSA, so the Motion Picture Association, and the Australia-New Zealand Screen Association. So they were comparing the industry, the state of the production industry between 2012, 2013, and 2017, 2018. And there's clear evidence that these sort of programs, incentive from government, state and federal, help to increase uh the the industry uh especially the production industry that's you know no doubt that it's going to produce the amount of industry in areas based on those incentives but it's a matter of doing it in a sustainable way because between 2012 and 2017 there were drop-offs in what funding was available what programs were available so it was up and down up and down um you didn't get that same sort of that, that consistent amount from it. And I suppose that directly relates to the amount of opportunities and work for people.
1: Okay. And what was, when was that study?
0: Uh, that was in 2019.
1: Okay. So that was, that's, that's pre pandemic as well.
0: Pre pandemic as well.
1: Cause, cause I was thinking about, cause there's also with these incentives, there's other countries that offer similar incentives. So. In the the article um, that I brought up from the conversation, so like, she's just saying what we were talking about: how these incentives don't really leave any opportunities. You just get the in and outs. But also, other countries offer those sort of things as well. So like, the UK offers a twenty five percent cash rebate of all qualifying expenditure, while Ireland offers a thirty two percent tax credit on eligible production post-production and or VFX expenditures for local and international cast and crew and goods and services and you've got Singapore who's even more generous offering up to 50% of the qualifying expenses however there's a condition that the receiving receiving the money that the filmmakers must portray Singapore in a positive light
0: Hmm. (laughs) well I mean that's fair that's fair enough
1: yeah, I guess it is just for having such a big, um, a big percentage.
0: When was the last time you paid someone to call you a fuckwit?
1: <laughs> I'm sure there's some people out there that get off on that kind of stuff. Anyway, jokes
0: on you. I'm into that shit.
1: <laughs> what I'm curious about is how also Corona is going to affect all these incentives overseas as well. What do you mean, uh,
0: by effect overseas?
1: So, well, they've got all these incentives to try and get, you know, filmmakers over there and, and make films and do all these things. But if no one's traveling off, if there's travel bubbles happening around the globe, are these incentives going to be, you know, shelved and then are new incentives going to arise for local industries, or is it just going to be the ones that are negotiating these travel? Bubble hub.
0: What were some of the countries you mentioned had other programs apart from Singapore?
1: Uh the UK and Ireland. Alright, well we know the the UK's
0: fucked in terms of COVID, no one's heading over there. <laughs> hmm. Singapore may uh may be a competitor of ours. So they've only had sixty one thousand COVID cases. Hmm. You been to Singapore? You
1: very, yeah, very nice country. It's probably the country I've been to the most because it's like a travel, just hub. travel hub, yeah.
0: Don't they have like the nicest airport in the world or something? Or it's regularly well,
1: voted that it is amazing, it is an amazing airport. could live there, they're like their smoking lounges are like gardens. It's like you can go to the sunflower garden, you can go to you know, whatever designed garden they have, and that's their smoking lounge. If that says anything for how nice an airport is.
0: Do They have like little attendants around to, you know, stop people from littering or to pick up cigarette
1: butts. Yeah. You know, people have been doing that. Yeah. They've got like just very clean and they've got these little, they've got like a little cinema in there that just plays music. Excuse non-stop. me, sir. You cannot put your butt there. Yep. And then they've got like the little, those little votey, happy face things. And some I'm really sorry, nice, what? you know, like, you go to a shop or a restaurants like how was your service and it's got the, the smiley faces
0: okay yeah body happy faces is actually that's a, yeah that's actually pretty apt
1: yeah <laughs> uh, really nice art pieces in there you know what i was
0: I thinking about yeah. before we started doing this episode today i think this would be a this would have been a good episode to get a guest on and get seb on
1: oh yeah that would have been how is seb
0: I don't know. <laughs> I haven't <laughs> spoken to him in months.
1: <laughs> I, I know um, the last
0: thing I remember talking to him about was the he was an extra on that um, Ned Kelly movie that uh, had Russell Crowe in it um, that they did. And I know he's been doing a bit of acting sort of workshops and he signed with a new company or something.
1: That's cool. Yeah. That's very cool because he was also like – I know he was doing that um... – Improv, we went to one of his improv nights, didn't we? Yeah,
0: got drunk and (laughs) and (laughs) hassled him.
1: Heckled everyone. And then um, we also did, he was in that Toyota ad too, so he's he's quite relevant for the industry, I guess. He'd have some good insight.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, that Toyota ad was what, three years ago now?
1: Oh, man, time flies.
0: Um, But yeah, I mean, he would have been a good sort of insight into the industry, like you were saying.
1: That's right. We can, we can, we can always come back, come back to it, get him in. Oh no!
0: I'm gonna, I'm gonna burn the industry down. Uh, when we're done, we I won't be. It. No one will be able to use it ever again. Done. I have thermonuclear devices placed across the globe. There will be no more film and television.
1: Look, we can just put the put it into the recycling bin, like we did with the recycling episode.
0: There will be no more recycling. <laughs>
1: There will be I, no more smoking. I drove past a purple lid bin the other day. You ever seen one of them? Uh, I think that's just glass, isn't it? Uh, what? <laughs> when did this happen? I
0: don't know. Mum and Dad, I think, have one down in Torquay. Purple lid bins uh, for glass products. Yeah, it's for glass products, jars, bottles, blah, blah, blah.
1: Okay. Yeah, I guess so. I think, uh, I think you have end? to take labels off it as well. When does it end? When you're dead, this is for your aluminium cans only. This is your glass bottles. This is your paper.
0: Look, man, that's the price of saving the environment, all right? What do you want from me?
1: I don't know. This just seems a bit excessive. You've Throughout got the you've, time.
0: Motherfucker, excessive. You've <laughs> got to practice what you preach. It is not excessive, it is the fate of the planet.
1: Planet shmanet that's what I say.
0: Your levels of selfishness are excessive.
1: If that's the point. What? If you're selfish, if that's what you want. What are you talking about? Are you high? You want excessive levels of that. Then you wouldn't be selfish.
0: I'm just, we're just going to move on. <laughs> I don't understand what you're saying, and I don't want to understand what you're saying.
1: Good. Good.
0: It feels like so right. I've been tricked somehow.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that. You start talking about Seb, and then... We- This is where we've ended up.
0: Yeah. All right. Yeah. Fair enough. (laughs) What a journey. (laughs) So we were talking a bit about all the different people coming to Australia, how permanent jobs are, blah, blah, blah. Just to run through a few of the people who are here at the moment doing work. So uh, Taiki watiti has been shooting in Australia since last year. Zac Efron got stuck here. I think he's he's single now. He's dumped his Australian girlfriend or something. Or I might just be reading too much Who magazine again. I might be reading too much World Health Organization magazine. I mean, it's one of my flaws. I've only got a few of them, but that's one of them. Uh, uh, and now he's hosting a Netflix documentary. Julia Roberts got here a couple months back and George Clooney's on the way to join her as well. Uh, Natalie... Portman, Matt Damon, Idris Elba, Rita Ora, Aquafina. Who's Aquafina?
1: No, oh, that's um, the that's uh, the guy from. Show me the name. Let me see the spelling.
0: A W K F I N A.
1: A W K.
0: Aquafina.
1: All right, Awkwafina. I found
0: her wiki page. So she rose to prominence oh, okay. with a rap called "My Vag." <laughs> Says she's an actor, but all the stuff here is uh, about her yeah. rapping. Uh, okay, acting. Boom. Here we go. So, what has she been in? Girl Code, Storks, Oceans. She was in Oceans Eight. There you go. Crazy Rich Asians, Future Man. Uh, I'm not. I'm interested in any, whatever. Uh, why is she on the same level as all those other people that were mentioned? Anyway, so yeah. <laughs> Natalie Portman, Matt Damon, Idris Elba, Rita Ora. Her and Melissa McCarthy have, <laughs> have relocated to Australia. Uh, Mark Wahlberg stopped over to do a commercial <laughs> for a bedding company. Uh, so lots of people stopping over. And Tom Hanks was here earlier in the year as well.
1: Okay. But, yeah, are they
0: moving here or are they just around? So half of them are moving here. Half of them are just around, it seems. Okay. Hanging out in Hemsworths. In Byron Bay. Yeah. How's Byron Bay going? I think they're still pissed off about that documentary they're doing there called Byron Bays, B A E S. Is about the Hemworths off? and like all the celebrities going to visit them or something? Some bullshit.
1: <laughs> I was going to say are they pissed off because it's they put an S in it, or I think it's more because they've like taken over the town. Yeah, fair enough. Because that used to be like the little hippy dippy town. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think
0: so at one point, but uh, you know coastal towns, you're always going to get priced out of it, aren't you? Pretty much. Hippies, like, I mean, look at hippies where we don't grew have a up. lot of
1: money. You know?
0: Sorry, what? I think you cut out there.
1: Uh, I said just look at where we grew up.
0: Yeah. I mean, God, what are the odds of buying uh, any land in Torquay at the moment for less than, or buying a house in Torquay for less than 500 grand?
1: Uh, very low.
0: No chance. Zero. Zilch. Okay. Zip.
1: Zero. 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 Zero.
0: Does this little rant count as a callback to our real estate episode?
1: Possibly. we could. Uh, it's property, so we can't try to say that yet. It does count. It counts now. Uh, was
0: there any other stuff that you looked at for the Australian film and media?
1: No, I just went through the that conversation article.
0: Does it give any more information on what the $400 million grant from the federal government is? like is it just to make up the um uh the PDV offset and the um uh, it's
1: it's to attract film television productions to australia until 2027
0: yeah but how's it doing that is it so, is that where is that where they're getting the money for the producer offset and the PDV offset from or let's have a look
1: let's dig deeper
0: cuz i mean 40% of your uh production expenditure in Australia, already seems like a lot, and then another 30% off your post-production stuff potentially. That's that's a lot of cash. I don't know if they need anything else from there.
1: I am looking. I cannot seem to find it. As far as I can tell, it's just a pledge.
0: Okay. I reckon that's where they're getting the money for the 40% producer offset and the PDV offset.
1: Probably. Here we go. So there's an existing location offset which provides tax rebate of 16.5% of production expenses spent in Australia or the location incentive which this 400 it's So it's going towards the location incentive.
0: More money for landowners, sons yes. of bitches.
1: There you go. We've, there we go. I did some proper research and I found out.
0: Uh, I think proper research has to by definition be done beforehand
1: uh we'll get there i i read it's it this way business You're i'll doing get it. there <laughs> i'll get there well i was looking over the different funding initiatives that incentive that are available but i, I was doing it more directed towards victoria the real cultural capital of australia yeah take that the lady mentioned earlier or oh, man, I can't remember <laughs> earlier. Can you remember what her position is? What does she do? Uh, let's have a look. I can't no, I can't remember anything. I just remember you called her a bitch. <laughs>
0: yeah. The premier of <laughs> New South Wales. Do you know who that is? Oh,
1: it was Gladys. Yeah, fucking Gladys. Gladys.
0: <laughs> Gladys throwing mad shade. Someone with a nose that big should not be throwing any shade anywhere.
1: Fucking Gladys. Of course I know who Gladys is. I thought for some reason I was thinking it was some um, the article the person that had written the article had said it.
0: Oh, some random journal throwing shade. Yeah. No, 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 no. no, no, no. no, no, no. <laughs> Fucking Boo South Wales. Wow. God.
1: Koala killer. Yeah, Koala killer. Her. <laughs> that one. Boo South Wales.
0: Yeah. Anyway, I think <laughs> that's, um. I think we've covered everything that we'd sort of researched and wanted to talk about with this one.
1: Yes. Well, I don't, yeah. We, this is true. I I wasn't sure what direction the episode was going to go in actually. Cause you could also look into like the history of film and then.
0: Yeah. I wanted to look at, um, a list of the biggest film productions in Australian history to compare it to Mad Max, but I just forgot
1: about it until now. <laughs> I forgot about it until we're at the end of the episode. Yeah. Great. <laughs> no, that's all right. Cause it's also interesting to see like the, I want to know how it works with, cause you know, the ads and the things that get played on TV, a certain percentage has to be come from, has to be Australian content.
0: I think it, is it twenty percent,
1: or so. It's it's a, the yeah, there's a number out there that is a percentage. I was just wondering what effect that has with the internet now.
0: Well, actually, that was one really cool thing that I was um, looking at. I think it was in that Saturday um, paper article. Uh, let me just Netflix, uh, where people are wanting. Um, Netflix and online streaming services um, to uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Reinvest a certain amount of revenue they get based on area into production in that company
1: in that country. Yeah, I think that's fair. It makes sense.
0: Yeah, like so, five percent of the revenue they make from Australia needs to be invested in locally produced content. Yeah, I mean that's that's not a rule that they have that I'm aware of, but they're saying it's something that they should do.
1: Yeah, which I I think is fair. Yeah, be fair. Eat a pear. Yeah, (laughs) I think that covers everything.
0: The struggling pear (laughs) farmers. Be fair. Eat a pear.
1: There you go. Hungry for apples.
0: (laughs) Pears fucking suck, but it rhymes, so I got I got to do it.
1: Yeah, they're not they're not the best fruit, are they?
0: Ah, they just they just never seem to be crunchy. But yeah, like you know, with a Pink Lady apple, you get that nice that nice crunch. I'm aware of the crunch. But a pear, I just never seem to get that with a pear.
1: Are they a little bit like avocados? You've got to get them in the spot. And that's, you know, does that window? I guess so. Not ready, not ready, not ready, not ready, ready. Oh, you missed it. I feel that right, avocados you know, have a
0: longer sort of ready window than a pear.
1: Pear? Okay. So they're worse than avocados. Avocados are the pinnacle of fruit. No, yeah, avocados are great. Yeah, pears are well. Pears are shit. Yeah, in the hierarchy of fruits, pears are down there. Oh, they're way down below. I don't know what else would be down there with a pear. I'm Just, oh. I'm just listing fruit in my head, I'm like, nah, that's better. <laughs> nah, that's better. To what I had the other
0: day, that's fucking grouse a
1: fajoa. A fajoa. What's a fajoa? So
0: they're these. They almost look like a little, a little avocado or like there's this little there's this green sort of oval fruit um the tree looks really nice as well, and when the fruit's ready, it just drops off uh underneath the tree and then you put it inside or in a bowl or somewhere, and three days later it's perfectly ripe and ready to eat
1: okay
0: it's great uh and what what does it taste like um oh, I don't fun. know what it tastes it almost tastes like a lolly, but it's got this sort of ca- almost grainy. Texture, which is really nice. They they they're really good. Uh, how's it spelled Like F E J O I A.
1: What country are they from?
0: Oh, F-E-I-J-O-A. Uh where are they from? Uh, I think they're from South America somewhere. So they're oh, in the yeah. they're they're in the same family as you like your your, your eucalypts and banxiers and shit, the Mertesi family.
1: How can we have one of these?
0: Oh, one of the Teachers at school brought it in because his tree was starting to produce
1: them. Oh, cool. Very cool. I haven't had any exciting fruit lately. The most exciting one I had recently was the pig fruit, pig face fruit, which I think I already told you about.
0: Pig face fruit? I, know, I mean, I know of the, like, like the inland pig face or the pig face flower. I didn't know they it. Yeah, the flower.
1: They got a fruit under it. Oh, yeah. Any good? Yeah. Yeah, it's not bad. It tastes like a cross between a kiwi fruit and a lychee. Oh yeah, yeah.
0: Fair enough.
1: Yeah, and it's free. You just go to the beach, bank, pig face fruits.
0: Uh, one of the fucking <laughs> morons at school uh, was rooting around in the gardens around campus, and what's it called found some mushrooms. <laughs> uh. Trying to convince himself,
1: no, no, they look like magic mushrooms. <laughs> If in doubt, throw them out. That is my official warning for all of you people out there that are foraging.
0: And yes, it's a horticulture course, so you would think, oh, yeah, maybe he knows a little bit about plants. This guy's a fucking moron. He's got no idea about plants. (laughs)
1: Look, I played Super Mario before. He ate this colored mushroom. I'm going to eat this mushroom.
0: He walks into the classroom every day in a billow of smoke, (laughs) just (laughs) not entirely sure where he is, rocks up constantly late and high. Oh, God. Did you eat it? I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, I, I I hope he ate it. <laughs> I hope he fucking dies.
1: Oh, geez, that's a pleasant way to end the podcast, isn't it? <laughs> well, I, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. What do you want? Niceness or honesty? Honesty is more important. There we go. There we go. You've heard it here first. Honesty is more important. When, um, when in doubt, tell the truth. There you go. There is what is, I actually thought of a good topic for our Twitter voting for all the two, three, four voters that we get. Yeah. And I can't remember it. It's gone.
0: Well, you may as well have not had the
1: idea. Yeah. It's my list this week, isn't it? It is your week to choose. Uh, What are you Internet, Internet privacy because we haven't done that yet and it's been thrown around heaps. What else have we got? Uh, what else did we have last week? Farming. Farming. We also brought up the Whitland. Yeah. Goff. Goff.
0: Did we do something about food additives?
1: I think, yeah, you, well, that was suggested. I think the
0: poll last week I kicked off internet privacy. I was just like, hey, you fuck off. You've got you've produced nothing. No results.
1: <laughs> no one wants you, so you got rid of it. Yeah, no, that works. That works. All right. That's a few, few topics for me to play with. Let's let's get this let's get this happening. Uh, more research coming your way from myself.
0: Yeah, I dropped the ball a little bit this week. I was the nurse this week for a sick girlfriend. So <laughs> uh, plus, I was a little bit tired too. It's still sick.
1: Nah, I'm, ah, it works. I'm in the middle of trying to pro- get venues and productions for a show and traveling to. Three, four different towns, and trying to find places to sleep and camp, and organise my life. But
0: yeah, find places to there. sleep. You're too good for the ground now, are you? Hmm?
1: <laughs> yeah, too good for the ground. Actually, did spend a awesome night at Thunder Point in Warnable. It's like a beach lookout. That That's a cool place. Sweet. Yeah. You don't even need place. to tell
0: me anything about it, but it's called Thunder Point. <laughs> yeah. Cool. We're heading here from. for Thunder Point. That's where we'll set up camp. <laughs>
1: A few we'll make for the around. summit in the morning. Well, you would be at the point if you were at Thunder Point, wouldn't you? Wouldn't you be at the summit then? I don't know. I'm not a mountaineer. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough.
0: All right. Maybe it's That's called Thunder me. Point because it's the point at which you can turn back. I don't know.
1: Turn back? Turn back
0: what? Well, if it's called, if the start of it is called Thunder Point, what's the mountain going to be called? Like the Lightning Dreadnought or something? Yeah, I guess so. The Lightning Horn. Yeah, like the murder horn.
1: Yeah. Is that the one Homer climbs? Yeah. Well, the Sherpas climb him up. (laughs) All right. That is it for me. I'm out of here. See you, suckers. All right. As always,
0: stay safe and stay informed and don't quote me on anything.